Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me, Joe. You're welcome. And you know, you know what I just figured by 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 the way you responded to that. What's that? You are exactly thirty five happy points. Right That's now. how I feel. You're, yeah, <laughs> you feel about thirty five points happy. I feel plus thirty five after Sunday's uh, <laughs> action. I don't know why. It's just like that. Just I weird. Up, I woke up today and I was like, what? What is this like? My neck is like a little bit stiff, but generally it's okay. <laughs> feel pretty. I, did, I got a good amount of sleep. I was like, I feel like I'm about a plus thirty-five right. Plus now. thirty-five, right around there. So why, so, why do you Why do you bring that up? Weirdly, um, you and I in the last podcast, which you don't remember and I don't remember because why would we? We came up with a new way to be a football fan. We 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 right. solved it. We solved the problem. Mm-hmm. Yes, because because. There are not that many football fans out there, right? We needed we needed to find a way to expand the reach of the NFL. The problem that we identified is that people don't really care about football that much. They don't <laughs> right. talk about it. Nobody right. reports on it. Nope. There's no kind of national discourse about football or right. like what happens in each game. And so we look, we're sports fans first and foremost. Sure. We wanted to correct that, so we thought maybe there's some way we can make this more fun for fans. Like, because I, what I sense, and I think what you sense, is that people in this country are a little bit blasé about football. That's what it is. You know? That's what the blasé is a great word. I, yeah. I think I think what you what you have is, where's the emotion yeah. from, from the fans? Where, that's all we're looking for is emotion. People just don't care. Like They're like, no. oh, it's, oh, football's all. I forgot it was Sunday. I'll check <laughs> yeah. in and maybe yeah. I'll check in and out or whatever. But like, what we want is to kind of like ramp up the fervor. Exactly. And, the fervor. And make people like just more emotionally invested in it. So we came up with a new way to root for football or to watch football, which is you rank every team from a That's plus right. sixteen to a minus sixteen. Uh with That's no right. zero. Can't can't be neutral about anybody in this system. No, you're not like. allowed to be neutral. And then you you figure out each matchup, like this team is, oh, I like this team a lot. This is a plus 11, and they're playing a team I really don't like. They're a minus nine. If the team you like wins, that earns you 20 happiness points. And if the team That's right. you don't like lo- uh, wins, then you lose 20 happiness points. At the end of the day, you total up your whole score for the whole day, and that determines how you feel about the weekend's football action. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And numerous people have already written in to say that it that, that this system is horrible and it's not yeah. the way it works at all. It was and- it was instantaneous. <laughs> I got a I got a text from a friend who shall remain nameless who is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and the text just said you monster. 
<laughs> and it included a shot of me because I had said the Steelers were like negative 14 or something. Now, that's right. I will say in this friend's defense that when he made his argument for why the Steelers should not be so low, I kind of bought it. And he, I okay. was like, well, you would have the Patriots negative 15 or whatever. And he was like, yeah, because you kicked our asses so many times. <laughs> they earned that spot for me. But you beat right. us all the time in the Brady Roethlisberger era in the playoffs, right. in the regular season, on the road, everywhere. You have no reason to hate the Steelers as much as you do. And I was like, you know what? You're not wrong. Like I, I in my next week's rankings, I am going to move the Steelers out of that negative 14 or 15 gutter where I put them and I'm going to scooch them more towards zero because I well, think he made a good point. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about this because we each sort of put the the numbers down that sort of what they felt right, right? Like we like, okay, I mm-hmm. hate the Cowboys. I like the, uh, the Chiefs. I hate this. I like, but watching the games, I realized that the numbers for me were kind of off. Yeah. Like there were there were games that I'm like, oh, I put this team higher, but I actually don't really want that team to win. I like a lot yeah. of weird things happen. So we'll talk about it because we're gonna go through each and every game. Uh right. because this is this is what we do. In order to do this fully without any without any interruptions, can you just say two seconds about what you think about what the heck is going on with Aaron Judge? Can we just can we just talk about that? Aaron Judge, as we speak, it is Monday. So by the time this appears Wednesday. These numbers will be completely outdated. He will have hit 12 more home runs. But as of <laughs> as of Monday, 3.28 p.m. Eastern time, Aaron Judge has 59 home runs. He hit two mm-hmm. more yesterday. He is, he is now not only threatening, but might even be a favorite to win the Triple Crown because he's, right. he, his batting average skyrocketed. The, the one, last point, one point away from being in the lead in all three categories. Yes, and the way he's hitting the ball, who's going to bet against him? And I, you know, our, our good friend Brandon McCarthy is reveling in this, reveling yeah. in, in Aaron Judge's thing. And there's a weird part of you that I want to talk about that is also reveling in this. So I want you mm-hmm. to explain because you are, there is a part of you that's loving this. Just to be clear, you're calling for a, a quick Yankee Minute. So we should play the Yankee Minute theme song. <laughs> we should play the Yankee Minute theme song because what we're doing is a very quick Yankee Minute. Yankee Minute. Okay, so uh, he's uh, having a ridiculous season. And, Unbelievable and season. Maybe the it, best. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's since hard. Bonds, I mean, since the Bonds days. Yeah, and it's hard not to just marvel at what he's doing. Even when he makes outs, they are loud. Yes. Outs. They are line drives at he 115. He hit that ridiculous double in that game yeah. that you were just like, oh, well, that's... He didn't homer. I Again, I don't think it's fair that they're allowing uh, a RoboCop robot to compete in major league baseball it's which not is what fair he is. It's, it's not it fair. seems wrong that he's six seven two eighty two and is yeah. allowed to no, play it's, I, they it's... there should be a weight limit and a height limit in baseball i think <laughs> uh but it's it, it is like it is hard not to just marvel at what a gigantic beast he is and how he has the thing that a very small number of hitters in my lifetime have had which is when he comes to the plate What it looks like to me at home, and thus what I assume it looks like to all Major League Baseball pitchers, is there is no place I can throw this ball. There's (laughs) no, he has, it's not just that he has total plate coverage. He's looming so large. He looks like the Bugs Bunny cartoon guy swinging tree trunks. (laughs) And uh, he's going to probably end up with whatever, 65, 66 home runs. He could, yeah. 
he and there will be people who make the argument that he is the uh, that this is the greatest home run season of all time if indeed right. that happens because Sosa obviously steroids Bonds Maguire, obviously Bonds, steroids yeah. Maguire obviously steroids so if he gets past 61 which barring a real fluke he will people will make the argument that this is that season that we thought we had with Maguire and Sosa way back when and we're actually having now right so it it is it's horrifying obviously if you don't like the Yankees as we don't like the Yankees and it's very scary because even while the the Yankees had this enormous collapse their lead went from 15 and a half games to whatever it was three and a half or four and a half and if it weren't for Aaron Judge they would have fallen out of first place like he, oh, I think he so too. basically single-handedly kept them afloat by having somehow a better second half than he had a first half Incredible. however here's why I love this yeah I love this because the Yankees in last offseason had a non-compete negotiating window, as all major league clubs do with their yes. first six years of a guy's contract, and they kind of lowballed him. They offered him twenty two uh, two hundred and thirteen million, I think, over seven, seven. years, which yeah. is north over of three thirty north north of thirty million a year. And he said, "No, thank you." And then the Yankees, in a rare display of hubris. They're almost never cocky, the New York Yankees. No, in a rare, no. <laughs> rare display of management hubris, leaked and publicized their offer. And they did yeah. that so that they could say to their fans, look, we tried. It's exactly what the Red Sox did with Mookie Betts, by the way. Yes. They were like, look, we tried. I believe that the Yankees saw what we all see, which is he's north of 30, which is yep. not a great thing for a free agent hitter. He has been injured in the past because he's so enormous and he lumbers around in the outfield and crashes into walls and the stadium gets injured and he gets injured when that happens. Yep. Uh, but, and so they were thinking like, hey, look, we love this guy. The fans in the outfield dress up like him. He's obviously, we want him to be a Yankee for life. We're not going to break the bank for a guy who will be 31 when this new deal starts. We're not going to give him 40 million a year. And now, because he's probably <laughs> going to win the triple crown, they have to. They cannot. Yes. They have to give him whatever he wants. And so, and because if they don't, there's two options here. Number one, they give him what I would guess will be forty million a year for some number of years. Right. There, sure. It'll be two eighty over seven is where the bidding starts. I think yep. it'll probably three twenty over eight or four hundred over ten or whatever uh -huh. it is. I think it'll be forty plus million. So they've cost themselves. 10 million per year for however many years it is and yes. potentially a lot more or they let him walk and if they let him walk oh. he will walk he will get on the seven train <laughs> yes. and he will head over to flushing where steve cohen who has so much money that 400 million dollars uh would if 40 million dollars disappeared from his bank account tomorrow and you didn't tell him he wouldn't notice never he'd never know he would never know and can you imagine the glee with oh. which Steve Cohen would in one fell swoop own New York City and the uh, entire offseason and all the tabloids and next season and the season after that by just reaching down and plucking an enormous robocop from the Yankees outfield and depositing him in flushing and by the way if he doesn't do it judge is a california guy and has made waves about wanting to play for the giants who are in desperate need of a big move i don't know if they yep. would pay 40 million a year for the guy but who knows 
There are certainly teams like the Dodgers and Padres who have already proven to do outrageous things when they want to in order to improve their teams. So there is no shortage of suitors for Aaron Judge. And so the Yankees are now and let me let me be clear about this, because I I was I was gleefully tweeting about this the other day and all these people (laughs) went crazy. I don't believe Aaron Judge is worth $40 million a year no, starting no. at his age 31 season. I think the Yankees are right. He's an injury risk. The chances of him repeating the season he's having now at any point in the future are remarkably small. Very, yes. very, very small. And I think that they're right not to offer him that money. This is not a Mookie Betts situation where Mookie Betts was entering what you would imagine would be his prime and can be relatively, you can be relatively sure he's going to hit as well as he did in Boston for the next five years. This is a 31-year-old guy who is having the season right now. And every year after this, he might have more great years. They won't be this great. And the risk of injury is very high. So I don't think the Yankees are crazy for not offering him more money. It's just funny to me yeah. as a person who hates them. They've ended up in a situation where they they rolled the dice and hoped that he would probably, they probably hoped that he would miss like 25 games with like a mild hamstring pull, still put up good numbers, still have a decent season. And they could go back to him and say, okay, we offered you 30 before. Now we'll offer you 32 a year for seven years or whatever. And instead, he's single-handedly <laughs> won them everything that they're winning and is ha- is having one of the great offensive years of all time. And now they're so screwed because they have to pay him way too much money yeah. or let him walk. And letting him walk would be a PR disaster. That's why well, I love this. Right. I want to take it to two, two points to a, an even higher level. When the, when the Yankees offered... 200 and what 17 million for for seven years when they offered that deal the reason they leaked it is because that was a pretty generous offer for what Aaron Judge had done up to that point in his career right 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 he had the he had the huge rookie year where he had 52 home runs that was back in 2017 then three consecutive injury years and then last year, like it was a good year. He had thirty nine home runs and 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 posted what like a like a uh, yeah nine sixteen OPS. That's a good year. Very very good year. That's not a thirty million dollar a year year. So their feeling is, I mean, maybe it's close to it, but their feeling was, hey, this is a generous offer. That's why they leaked it. They leaked right. it because they were like, not only were they trying to show fans that they were serious, they were like. Look at this guy. Who does this guy think he is? And now he's showing them who he is. And right. and and that's so that's one. But two, I think there's even one higher level than what you're talking about. And it it specifically involves Steve Cohen. Today it came out the Mets have the highest payroll in baseball. And the quotes about that are so funny. There there's like a quote from Buck Showalter the manager saying something like well, of course we do. I mean, that's why we get up in the morning. I mean, like, like Steve Cohen, like he not he is going to very proudly have the highest payroll in baseball forever. Like as long as he's manager of the Mets, like it why would, would it not? would yeah right. There is a chance he blows an offer that like like nothing we'd ever seen. Like there's a chance he offers him like. Six years, three hundred million dollars. So offers him fifty million dollars a year. Right, like something absolutely insane, like some some like earth shattering, record breaking offer, and the Yankees have no choice but to match it. They have yeah. no choice. You can't yeah. be the New York Yankees 
and and lose Aaron Judge. You can't. You don't, cannot. I mean, don't you think that the Mets could count on a certain amount of um, just advertising dollar <laughs> revenue boost from yes. having Aaron Judge in their lineup oh, next year? Yes. Like he'll make that calculation in a heartbeat, and he will realize that maybe 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 he offers him. By the way, maybe he offers him. Um, he does what he did with Scherzer. He says, "I'll give you two hundred million for three years." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what, if, what if he does exactly. that? What if he does that? What if he says, "I'll give you two hundred million, and you can be a free agent again when you're thirty-four? Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. Judge says, "No, I want the. I want to only play in one more team." And he goes, "Okay, then I'll give you four hundred million for seven, <laughs> or I'll, you yeah, know, he'll exactly. double double the Yankees off." Like that. That's why. And the, the and this is why. Again, this is so funny to me because Aaron Judge currently leads the league in runs, home runs, RBI, walks. He's one point away from batting average, on base percentage, slugging, OPS, OPS plus, and total bases. By the way, he's also going to have the first 400 total base season in forever. He's yeah. got 368 right now, which means he only needs he needs 32 more total bases in the last three weeks. He's got yeah, that it's, easily. It's eight home runs. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, and it's eight he's, home runs. he's having a 300, 400, 700 season. I mean, That's it, right. it is it is just the funniest version of bet on yourself he's gonna be the first 10 war player since Mookie he's gonna I mean it is a season for the ages it's going to go down as one of the great offensive seasons of all time he's been intentionally walked 17 times he also leads the league in that I mean it's just so it is as look if the Yankees win the World Series, I'll eat all these words because then I'll say, well, it wasn't worth it, it turns out. Oh, they <laughs> might. It'll, and they, they, and might, they might. And they might. <laughs> With him in the lineup, yes, of course they might. But if you look at their lineup, they have, first of all, they've been riddled with injuries. They, yes. uh, they've lost all these guys. Rizzo came back and immediately started hitting the ball all over the field yesterday, which was really annoying. But Carpenter's gone for a long yep. time. Stanton is having like a his Stanton has like a 750 OPS. Yeah, just 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 a dreadful. The other guys in their lineup have had okay years. LeMahieu's had a pretty good year, and Gliber Torres has had a little bit of a bounce back year. No, this is all Aaron. Aaron Judge has picked up this entire team, put them on his enormous RoboCop back, and is marching them into the playoffs. <laughs> and it it really delights me. Like. I, even if they do win the World Series, which is obviously uh, that's Armageddon for us, right? Uh, as, of course, as everybody knows. But even if they do, there'll be a little tiny <laughs> analgesic that comes with that, which is like, ah, now I get to watch this play out. <laughs> when I say, I mean, again, the Yankees have have proven that under the new Steinbrenner regime, they're they're not their old Yankees and whatever. But even the new Yankees cannot walk away from Aaron Judge no they matter can't. what he costs. They can't. They, they he's, cannot. He's the first guy they've had since Jeter. Yes, since Jeter. That, who, 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 as an individual, matters to the team this way. Th- no that's one, right. No one else since Jeter has mattered. And those guys... That's what the Yankees are built on, is those is Monument Park. Like, if the, if the Yankees don't get to put Aaron Judge's number 99 in Monument Park... Like I mean, well, they, he's already know. earned that, hasn't he? I mean, he's already like they're already going to put it in there. But like, uh, I, I don't know how they'd feel. They put Paul O'Neill's number. Just that's stop. true. They put, just stop. <laughs> they put Luis Soho in Monument Park. They put everybody out there. All right, there we go. I'm glad we got this. All right, so so we are now going to go through our football happiness scale. We're going to go through it uh, game by game, and we're going to start with the Thursday night game, which was Chargers and Chiefs. Uh, I don't know how much you remember about that, but you put. 
The Chargers at plus 15. They were your mm-hmm. number two team. Yeah. And you put the Chiefs at plus 13. So it was really kind of like a I'm happy either way sort of game. It was a wash game, yeah. It's a wash game. I put the Chargers at plus seven. Still like them, but I put the Chiefs at 16. Right now the Chiefs are my my top team. The Chiefs did win, so we both... I got a little bit of happiness out of that. You were supposedly got a little non-happiness, but it really you didn't care. You I didn't, didn't care. Didn't no, I was you. perfectly happy with it. It was perfectly I, root, I root for excellence and I and with the game like that, and I got excellence out of Patrick Mahomes, and I was happy. It was yeah. so negative two. I'll, I'll eat that. That's fine. Oh, it's fine. And, and negative two is basically a zero. This yeah. is one of the things that many, many people have complained about is that our system does not have the the required multipliers to point out that when two teams that are very similar uh, play, you're not really losing happiness. Uh, well, I, I have a couple adjustments I want to propose for the system, but I'll do that after we get through the Let's the, do it. All right. Games. Dolphins at Ravens. That was a, a big game for both of us. Huge, Huge game, game for us. <laughs> Huge so- game it was a 12 point game for you which is huge you have the dolphins at minus two and the ravens at minus 14 it was a gigantic game for me because i had the dolphins plus eight i came in liking that dolphins team and that ravens team through no fault of their own by the way uh it's just that they're the team that the cleveland browns became uh i had them minus 13 so that was a 21 point game for it and by the way huge this is how I know the system in in principle works because I had so much joy watching that game. I can't even begin to describe how much fun it was to watch that game. It was a great game, you know. Yeah, it was an amazing game, but you really realize, like, I when they started to come back, I was like, oh, I have the Ravens like negative fourteen or whatever, <laughs> and this is this would be huge for me. Like, I actually, I was like, I was gambling on it. I felt like, oh, wait a second, this, wait, I, this now is... I really want this. Yeah. <laughs> so it was great. The Ravens took a huge lead, and I got to tell you. This is, again, how the system, you know, it is very hard for me to have a Lamar Jackson team that low. I don't, I, I like him so much. It's Lamar's very great. difficult for me. No, it's, it has nothing to do with Lamar. It's, it's, the, it's the, the way that they left Cleveland, obviously. Obviously. It's terrible. They're, they're, so they're, they're historically that's terrible. And then it's also a lot of like, there's a lot of holier than thou in oh, the Ravens, yeah. and there's a lot of like we're tough and we're. It's, it's part of the same reason I don't like the Steelers. It's like we're we're gritty. We're we know what we're we're like soldiers, and we're like we play the game the right way. They're all that's nonsense. Like they've had dirty players on that team, it, it, but like I look, I loved Ed Reed. Yeah. I love I love Lamar Jackson. Like I love a lot of their players. It's the fr- I'm not rooting against the players. I'm rooting against the franchise. That's rooting right. Gets the name on the front of the jersey. That's, what that's not the. That's how it should be. That's right. It was a fantastic game, and to me, catapulted the Dolphins up in my. Oh, the potential. Dolphins are going to be ranked higher next week. For yeah, me, for, yeah, without question. Yeah, that was. I mean, so wait. I was also very confusing because I had my own clear vision of who Tua is and then Tua threw six touchdown passes on Sunday he did and like I'm very happy I was on the I do the stat of the day every day on the mothership Dan Levichard show with Stu Gatz and I did it this morning and they're like vibrating at a very Uh, a little too much which is which hurts which hurts the happiness (laughs) quotient I'm not gonna lie eventually hurt them this will this will backlash against against the Dolphins but um they are so all in and like, God bless them. It, Miami's sucked for, for decades. Forever. It's, yes. It's fine. But no one um, uh, wanted to discuss 
a pretty obvious fact, which was he underthrew Tyreek Hill twice. <laughs> yes, like the, both of those bombs, with, where Tyreek Hill had 25 yards of separation on whoever was chasing after him, he had to slow down and wait for that ball to oh, drop yeah. into his oh, arms yeah. like a like a like a slowly deflating balloon. <laughs> and like you know, like the the Ravens were missing like all their entire secondary. Yes, by they the were. Time the game was over. Like the, I I it's it's a little bit like, oh boy, this is going to bite you really hard because when they play a good team, they, they play the bills, I think next week, like they're, they're going to come back down to earth. That was not a representative. They, he too is not as good as that. And he's not as bad as he's been when he's bad. He's, he's like most of quarterbacks. He's just kind of, he's kind he's of in blah. the middle somewhere. Yeah. He's going to win some games. He's going to lose some games. Yeah. Like, he's not, he's not Justin Herbert. He's not, no, he's no, not he's Patrick not Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Like, no, no. So, no. but like, I'm, I'm happy for them because as you know, I have a huge pro uh, bias toward long suffering fan bases. And yes. The Dolphins now qualify as a long suffering fan. Base, have not won they? a Super Bowl since 72. I mean, yep. 73, I guess they won the next 50, year. It's been 50 years, 50 years since they won. But I thought for you, that was really countered by the obnoxious uh, champagne raising of the 72 Dolphins. Look, I'm never going to root for the 1972 <laughs> Dolphins to win anything. Yes, that is, that's why they're lower. That's why they're way lower for me than they were for you. It's because that yes. 72 team and the champagne. And as I point out every year on the day the last undefeated team loses, if that team played the wor- if that team played this year's Detroit Lions, they would yes. lose 100 to nothing. <laughs> by the way, Tyreek Hill's two touchdowns. First of all, apparently Tyreek Hill is still 17 times faster than any other player in the NFL. It's absurd. But both of those, I did think as they were happening that there should be a statistical thing where he gets both credit for the touchdown catch and the touchdown pass. Yeah. Because, right? Like, because the passes were both were like, like anybody could have thrown the ball, you know, if you could throw the ball that far. Anybody could have thrown the ball because because neither of those throws were any good. The defensive back on the last one, who was pl- he started like twenty yards off to uh, yes. off of uh, Tyreek Hill, and he was just kind of walking out. He was sort of milling around. the The snap was called. He backpedaled a little bit, and Tua ran past him. And it we know what it looked Hill. like. It looked like Hill ran past him. I'm uh, sorry, Hill. I keep doing that. Hill ran past him, and it, what it looked like was when a when a marathoner runs past a guy who is offering him water during the <laughs> like that was the that was the relative speed at which at which Tyreek Hill ran past that defensive back and and they were saying this morning I think they're right that it was obviously a blown coverage he thought he had safety help uh clearly because he let him go they were playing yes. some kind of zone he let him go he, he just let him, let him go, go. But the result of it, when you see the overhead, like all 22 shot, it's so funny because the guy is standing there and he's kind of backpedaling and Tyreek Hill just runs past him. At he just speed, runs and the, guy, the guy doesn't look panicked or anything. He doesn't look like, oh, no. But, I but what's so confusing uh, about it. Assignment. Yeah, he just, right. he just, the guy just disappears. He just disappears and the guy is still standing there. It's amazing. But what's so confusing about it is, yes, I'm sure he thought he had help. There's nobody who even could have helped him. No. <laughs> there was no. there was nobody who was like, oh, that guy should have run over. There was nobody back there. That and was that's, it. That's then when you hear that they were missing all of their defensive backs. Right. Answer, you're like, oh, that guy's probably never played right cornerback in his <laughs> life. He was probably like a backup middle linebacker that they had to throw out there. <laughs> Go cover Tyreek Hill. <laughs> okay. This next one was a, uh, a huge win for you. And... Uh, uh, kind of like nothing for me, and that is 
the Jets and the Browns. Yeah. Uh, that was a 13-point game for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, only a two-point. Because you have the Browns at minus 11. And by the way, I suspect, based on your um, recent comments on the mothership, that they're going, they're going down. They're going down. They're yeah. going down. I think they're going to probably at least flip with the Steelers, if not uh, if not, if go not lower. more. Yeah. And the Jets, I had the Jets at plus three and the Browns at plus one. I am incapable of rooting against the Browns just because Fair. I like Browns fans. Um, however, I felt nothing. I felt nothing in this game. I, I, I you know, it is probably, there was a wonderful stat. There are a million stats about the Browns blowing this game uh, to the Jets. What was, to me, my favorite stat was, it has been, I believe, 20, no, 16 or 17 years since a team was trailing by 13 points in the final two minutes of the game and then came back and won the game. Okay, it's been like, uh, it was something like 256 straight games where a team that was ahead by 13 points won the game. Right. And the last time it happened was the Cleveland Browns <laughs> against the Chicago Bears. <laughs> so, so, so there's something with this organization. But here's something I want to talk about very quickly. Uh, because you mentioned it uh, this morning. Um, so there was a horrendous mannequin uh, thing yeah. that, that Browns fans did where they basically laid out a, a mannequin as if he was getting a massage and he had an erection and had the towel over him. And what did they say? Like, like happy uh, endings are not illegal, I think. Are not illegal, which they are, by the way. They are. They're illegal. <laughs> that, like, that's, that is... That is like, Ask the ask the Patriots owner if they're illegal or not. They're illegal. But but beyond that, there was something about that that struck me as a as a former Browns fan that was different. I mean, of course it's horrifying. Of course it's it's absurd. It makes me so angry that Browns fans will stand up for 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 Deshaun Watson when he's not played a single down for the team. No, like you know, I as I've said before. The, the Browns, I mean, Cleveland fans were super supportive of uh, of um, uh, Albert Bell when mm-hmm. Albert Bell was going through all that. Albert Bell was a great player for them. Yeah. And you you could understand there were a ton of emotions rolled up into that uh, situation. They were, you know, they've, they've done that. They've stood up for lots of guys who, who, you know, were pretty questionable. They have no investment in Deshaun Watson other than whatever dreams they have that the guy's going to be good. They don't know. They have no, no. idea, and yet they're and they're standing up. But here's well, what this, I want to say, and I want to oh, I want to get your thought. But here's what I wanted to say. One of the things that made me feel like, oh my god, I cannot be a Browns fan anymore, was not just the way the organization lasted, but the fact that the Browns fans would have no choice but to rally around Deshaun Watson. That's mm-hmm. just the way fans are. It's the way it, if, if it had been Carolina, Carolina fans would have done it. If it had been Miami, Miami fans would have done it. I don't believe there's anything specific about Cleveland fans that, that made him do it. No. But but I, who wants that? Who wants to who wants to be a part of that? You know? Right. Who wants to call, who wants to make a move that they know will lead to things like that mannequin being yes. on display at a tailgate? Like that, yes. which is exactly what they did. Look, there are degrees with all of this stuff, right? There are the, uh, they were uh, as the the uh, Dan Lebetard show with Stu Gatz was pointing out all day. 
fandom means moral compromise. There's just no way around it. There are bad people on every team. The owners are bad. The general managers are bad. Sometimes the managers and coaches are bad. They do bad things. They screw up. They put you as a fan in the position of being morally compromised. But importantly, there are degrees. And, you know, I I have been railing against the Browns since the Deshaun Watson signing, and people come back to me with Aaron Hernandez. And it's like, okay, they didn't know Aaron Hernandez right. was a psychopath right. when they signed him. That's an important detail, right? And the, to me, the worst moves done by franchises are always the ones where the crimes or the sins or the the, the behaviors are not only evident but admitted to, and out and like out in the open. And to me, the Yankees signing Araldus Chapman, yes, is when another team had said, you know what. We can't do this, man. This guy, it, the the domestic abuse stuff and firing a gun, I think, or maybe yeah. waving a gun or whatever, we're voiding the contract. Like, we just, we, we're not going to be in the business of bringing that guy into our team. And then the Yankees are like, oh, we will. We don't care. Sure. Like that, sure. And, and that that is the worst version of this. And the Deshaun Watson signing, it's a, is, it's not different with the Astros and, and uh, uh, what's his name? The reliever but that was detailed in the, uh, uh, you know, thank God we got, what the hell is his name? All I can think is Brad Lidge. It's not Brad Lidge. <laughs> That's like 100 years early. Poor Brad, Brad Lidge. <laughs> Poor Brad Lidge. I'm sorry, Brad Lidge. You're probably fine. <laughs> um, but but the, the Deshaun Watson signing, is I think, in my memory at least, yeah. the worst version I've yes. ever seen yes. of a person's behavior being, it's the most egregious, um, it's among the most egregious versions of that behavior I've ever seen from right. anyone, forget about an athlete. Sure. And it's the, and, and it wasn't, he's cla- he's not claiming he didn't do it. He's nope. claiming that it was all consensual and there's no way it was all consensual. <laughs> he It's absurd. And so that is why when I say I want to rain humiliation and misery down upon the franchise, I really mean it. I think that they deserve it. I think that they have gone from lovable loser underdog to and and there were signs of this, I guess, with Kareem Hunt before him. Right. Right. right? Like there was there's it's there. But, you know, it's it's interesting, though, because. You know, by the way, you should write a book about this, about like the, the morally, you know what? You should do that. That sounds like it could be a whole chapter in a book. You know, oh, could, like, That could be a full chapter in a book be a full chapter. about ethics, I think. Kareem Hunt's from Cleveland. This is not to defend the Kareem Hunt signing because the Chiefs had released him and, and it was clear. But look, somebody was going to give him a chance. You could, if you twist and turn, which is what we have to do as sports fans so often, you could go, look... This was the one place. This is home. It's from Cleveland. They they they're gonna look out for him. They're gonna they're gonna try to 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 bring him back slowly. They kind of did. They kind of seemed to have have sort of helped him. I you know I don't know. None of us really know. But this is this is a whole other level. This is a whole other level. A guy who sat out a whole year while he was getting sued. Every other week, some new person would come forward. Yeah. The NFL had not. Like they were in the middle of their investigation, right? He had only just sort of gotten out of the uh, the indictment uh, that that you know they they refused to indict him, but that had only just happened. Everything was still in the air, and the Browns didn't like say tentatively like you know we we think this guy deserves a chance. No, they gave him the biggest contract in NFL history. Of course, it's the most egregious one of these ever. Nothing's even yeah. close to this. I don't think. Yeah. 
I mean, this is uh, the and the final piece of the puzzle. Obviously, is the mens rea is the legal term, right? The guilty that not the the uh, evidence that there was a guilty mind at right. play here, which is the structure in the contract to only pay him a million dollars for the year he was likely to be suspended, which is just evidence that they were like, yo, no, he did all this terrible stuff. He oh, abused yeah. all these women. He harassed all these women. Oof. He did it consciously and repeatedly over and over and over again. He stalked them in some cases on their Instagram accounts. So we know he did all that. We don't care. We're going to entice him to come to our loser franchise by <laughs> by by off, by giving him more money with this clever structure to his contract. Yes. They were saying this this morning on the show, on the Levitard show. Why can't it simply be that you do the contortion that we all have to do sometimes, which is to say, man, this sucks. I really don't like that guy. I don't like what he did. It was obviously and clearly and plainly and flatly wrong, but this is my team and this was my dad's team and it was my grandmother's team and it was my great grandmother's team and I can't get it out of my blood. And so I'm going to choke down my disappointment and I'm going to struggle through it. And I guess I will root for the team to win and I will feel guilty and wrong about rooting for him because I'm a human being who has the awareness (laughs) of other human beings and that other human beings matter. Like if you if that's your approach and this is literally what I wrote in my book, then okay like you draw that everybody has to draw that line for him or herself and if you want to draw the line outside the boundaries of that kind of level of fandom that's that's your prerogative but you cannot be so horrifyingly callous and non-empathetic that you not only as you say before the guy has played a snap before he's played a down yeah mock you actually mock the women who were harassed and abused by this guy with a mannequin at a tailgate. I mean, that's like oh, yeah. I want I want I I truly wish sadness and pain and suffering of, <laughs> in the football world, not in the real world, but in the football right. world, in the fandom world for their owner and the franchise itself and for all of the fans who have taken that position. Yeah. Well, and you know, and I I'd like to believe most fans in the, of the Browns are more of the of the of the first kind, the more of the right. you know, hey, I didn't love this, but uh, this is my team. It's I'm certainly not going to stop. It's stirred into my soul, and, into my soul and, and I'm not going to. I can't, and I'm going to root for them. And it'll be hard to root for him when he comes back. Like, I mean, you know, that's the other thing about right now. He's not on the team, so you know, yeah. for the next few games, you can. You didn't even have to bring up Deshaun Watson. He has nothing to do with yeah. this team yet. Yeah, leave it alone. Nope. Leave it, deal, <laughs> nope. Cross that Let's dive in there. right now. <laughs> Let's beat the Christmas rush. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right, huge game for us. Big, big win for us as the Washington Commanders played the Detroit Lions. Huge. 22-point win for you, 28-point win for me. Wow. Humongous, humongous win. Uh, and and uh, what can you say? The Lions are kind of fun. The, the Lions, Lions are, are kind of fun. fun. They can score points. <laughs> like, uh, uh, okay, is Amon Ra St. Brown, is that Equinemia St. Brown's brother? Isn't there also a receiver named Equinemia St. <laughs> Brown, or is this... Is this Equinemia St. Brown who has changed his name? I have not I have not I looked this up don't know. this yet. <laughs> I actually don't know I'm the answer. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. All right, here we he, go. Uh, he is... Uh, no, this is not Equinemia St. Brown. Is he... I, I can't believe there are two people with names this cool who are not related. <laughs> I don't think he's Equinemia St. Brown's brother. Oh, my gosh. They're not related at all? I, I don't think so. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. He went to USC and was drafted by the Lions. Uh-huh. I don't see anything. Oh, hold on. They're the same age. With- oh, like, so- it's his brother. It's his brother. His it brother, brother. Equinemia yes, yes, St. Yes. Brown, plays for the Bears. Okay. No, I'm looking at it right now. And he yeah, has another his- brother named Osiris St. Brown who played college football at Stanford. These parents rule. These are the oh cool. Oh, my God. Equinemia Amon Ra and Osiris. That is okay. That is fantastic. Great work. Which, which is the best of the names? Is well, it Equi- Equi- is Equinemius it- is, is hard to beat. Uh, so uh, listen to this. His mom is from Leverkusen, Germany, and his dad was a bodybuilder in a two-time Mr. Universe. This family is amazing. <laughs> she speaks. She's, uh, he's, wait, hold on a second. He speaks... Uh, uh, fluent German and French. This wow. is the greatest fail. That's a, the <laughs> Lions are going higher in my rankings. The Lions are shooting up the ranks because of Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown. Who's older, he's by had, the way? Like, the reason the Equinemius is older, I believe. He, But the reason I bring it up is because he's had, he now has like eight, he has like a, some enormous number of consecutive games with eight catches and 100 yards or something. There's some Who stat does? where he's uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. He's had he's like quietly this incredible receiver, even though he's got Jared Goff throwing to him, <laughs> which is <laughs> wild. But apparently he's like he's ha- he. I saw some stat which I'll now also have to look up. Um, uh, but he's yeah, he, like they're a fun team. Like they they score, they put up 38 points or whatever it was, right? Amon Ross leads leads the NFL with three touchdown receptions right now. There so. You go. All right. I mean, the Lions will have five in the next game they play, but okay. <laughs> yes. The Lions, the Lions are, yes, I'm all in. I'm all in on that Lions team. They, they are they are absolutely uh, a, a potential favorite. All right. Colts and Jaguars, neither one of us cared very much. Um, it was a four-point game for you. You lost four points because you, you uh, have the Jaguars at minus seven and the Colts at minus three. I had the Colts at minus seven and the Jaguars at minus six, which is essentially my way of saying I really didn't care. Uh, did you feel anything with this Colts-Jaguars game? No, I felt zero. 
And and I think that's honestly, I think that's because I had the Colts a little too high. I think the Jaguars are about right. Yeah. Um, at minus seven for me, but I think the Colts even at you nine, don't really minus care three. About the Colts, I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I kind of liked them in the in the uh, Andrew Luck years. Yeah. Because I thought he was cool and. And I kind of like the team, and they play in a smallish kind of city in the Midwest. And I like, I like that there's a, there, there is a sort of, I don't know, there's a little bit of underdogginess to them in the post Peyton Manning years. But, but I, I, I felt nothing watching them lose, and I don't think I would have felt anything watching them win. So, but the crazy thing is that both of those teams played huge roles in your two shows. Yeah, right. Like the Colts, the Colts, <laughs> the Colts were the team in Parks and Rec. Right. That's right. Yeah, we shot in their stadium twice, and then obviously on on the good place, uh, Manny Jacinto's character Jason Mendoza was an was the world's biggest Jacksonville Jaguars fan. I forgot uh, this line came back to me when it, when I saw them winning. They that they won twenty four nothing, which I didn't follow for one second. This game not for one second, no. But one of my favorite jokes we told on that show was that someone said the the Jaguars sucked, and he goes, "No, we no we don't." We're gonna be great. All we need is um, is some. Uh, all we need is a better offense and a better defense and some rule changes. <laughs> <laughs> did, by the way, did uh, did uh, what's his name? The quarterback, Jaguars quarterback, did he have a good game? Is he good? He had a is great he? game. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Who knows? Because the Colts might just suck, so right. it's hard to tell. He was twenty five of thirty for two thirty five, two touchdowns and no picks. He had a ninety five point three QBR. So the, that's probably his best game as a. Pro. I was gonna say that, that feels yeah. like I, I've heard so little. He's got to be the quickest super hyped quarterback to completely disappear from the radar in like ever. Yeah. Like he wasn't a bust or or a success. He was nothing. Nobody he ever was talked immediately about him. fine. He was immediately like, fine, exactly. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, is he good? No, bad. No. That is just... uh, that is indeed a quick check proves that that is indeed his highest QBR he's ever had in a game. Ah, there you so, go. Yeah. All right, Trevor Lawrence. Could Trevor Lawrence win you over? Win me over to a little to become a little bit of a Jaguars fan? No, not. no. I, like he's a first overall pick. Like you can never really. Andrew Luck was a first overall pick, but you can't ever like. There's no story there. He was like no, a Andrew best Luck quarterback was so in college. Cool. Right. Andrew Luck was well, such he was a like cool the, guy. Trevor Lawrence was the best quarterback in college. He was the number one pick. He went to a crummy franchise. He's kind of fine. Like he's I don't think I'm ever gonna be like, yay, I'm rooting for actively rooting for Trevor Lawrence. No, probably not. All right. Uh Buccaneers and Saints. Um you had the Saints as a plus seven, which surprised me a little bit. I kinda like the Saints. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't like the Saints. Uh, but you had the Buccaneers only as a minus one. I have the Buccaneers as a minus eleven, simply for because of uh, Tom Brady. So, uh, so that was a uh, that was actually a, a a big loss for both of us uh, yeah. in that uh, in that Bucks game. And the thing was that the the Bucks were playing terribly uh, in that game until like suddenly everybody started fighting on the field. Yeah, that and was then, weird. And, and then that was weird. That was weird. There was a great uh, like little. Close-up video. I don't even know who who was it on the box that was yelling like, because they like somebody was was messing with Tom Brady and so like everybody just yeah, went after the Mike guy. Evans and, and Mike uh, Evans right and, and Mike Evans said like Lattimore, that's I Tom Br- it. yeah but I think Mike Evans quote was like that's Tom Brady what do you expect us to do or something like that which, <laughs> which I thought was pretty good by the way have you noticed have you seen that Tom Brady is taking Wednesdays off now. Like Is that that's right? For the rest of the year, yeah. Tom Brady announced he was going to take Wednesdays off. And I now have a theory that 
Tom Brady will not retire. He's just every year going to take another extra day off during the week until he's only on Sunday. He just shows up on Sunday. Who was who was there was a Hall of Fame? Um, was it Orlando Pace? It was some offensive lineman who started having it. I like this could be I could be completely misremembering this. I apologize. But there was some like Hall of Fame level right tackle or left tackle who started like basically just skipping the off season. Do you remember this? He <laughs> oh, would just yeah, like, there have been more than one. He would just like, but he would do it by just, he would hold out and hold out and hold out yes. and hold out. And then he would just sign his contract like the three days before the season. He would just show up and then play at a Hall of Fame level for the yeah. whole season. Oh, yeah. And it was there like, were... that is what these guys ultimately want as they age. Is like, I just don't want to go to practice, man. Like, exactly. I, I know what I'm doing. Like, tell me what, is it a run block or a pass block? A pass block? Okay, I'll put my hands like this. <laughs> I will block, block that okay, guy I'll then. I'll yeah. put my hands like this. Like, yeah. And I feel like that they deserve that. These guys, like, yeah, take take Mondays off, take Tuesdays off, take Wednesdays off. Like, if you know the playbook and you're and you're one of those guys, like, you know, come on. If you're like a center or a, or a guard or like... You know what you're doing. You know, you shouldn't have to beat yourself up, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think they should all hold out. Not to hold out, like literally sign the contract that they have on the table, but hold out so you don't have to go to, to training yeah. camp forever. I think that's yeah. absolutely the way you should do it. All right. Panthers and Giants ended up, see, and this is where like my adjustments are going to have to go in. Because I, you had it as a one-point game, which is what it is to me. Like, I don't care who wins that, yeah, pa- that Panthers-Giants game. But I had the Panthers at plus six because I'm like, eh, I live in Charlotte. And, eh. and I had the Giants at minus five because I don't literally like the Giants. But you know what? It was not an 11-point game for me at all. I did not mind at all that the Giants won. I didn't care. Did not care one bit. And what I did find out and what I did remember was um, that just how frustrating it is to try to be a fan of Baker Mayfield. He is... Yeah. He's just not good. He's just not a good quarterback. Like I mean, poor guy. He seems he seems like delightful in his own ways, and and uh, he's he's good on the commercials, and and he'll occasionally you know hit a hit a great pass or pull off some sort of crazy comeback. He's energetic, but you know what? Not a good quarterback. Just not a good quarterback. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know if it's ever gonna really happen for that guy. But the good news is I couldn't care less about the Panthers, so I don't have to care one way or the other if it's ever going to happen for that guy. <laughs> and, yeah, I should have, I, you know, I kind of, uh, you know, don't we don't we want the Giants to win for Seppenwall? Oh, no, no, we don't, actually. No, I we forgot. Don't. I forgot we don't care at all about that. Patriots <laughs> and Steelers, this is why you had a better week than me. Yep. Because that game meant nothing to me. I, I, I dislike those teams equally. Right. Uh, I have the Steelers, so it was a two-point game for me, um, which I got. I got those two points, mm-hmm. uh, but but I it, it, I did not feel two points of happiness even after the game. I I, I never want the Patriots to win, and sure. uh, and so it was nothing for me. However, it was a twenty-nine point game for you, yeah, because you had the Steelers minus fifteen and the Patriots plus fourteen. Would you say you got twenty-nine points of happiness out of that game? I don't think I did. I think I got like 17 or 18 points of happiness yeah. out of it. I think the Pats are a little high uh, for me because of my my fandom has really has really it's been waned. muted. It's waned. It's waned. And and there are other teams that I'm actively rooting for more than the Patriots. And I don't think I hate the Steelers. As, I think that was reflexive. I saw Steelers and I was my brain was back in the rivalry, the the like Roethlisberger uh, Brady rivalry. I didn't like him. Like, yeah, 
So I think the Steelers shouldn't have been that low. And I think the Pats, I mean, the Pats will always be at least a plus 10 for me. Like they're never going to, I don't think they're, I just can't, it's been too long. I'm 46 years old, but I think the Steelers were too low. I think the Steelers are more in the sort of negative five region than the negative 15. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'll look, I'll take the points. I'm not complaining. I'll take the points. Yeah, sure. But, but but uh, you have, but only you can determine if that's fully, if you felt that kind of level of happiness. Yeah. And that's why this is so. That's why this is so instructive, though, after one week is like now we get to revise and adjust and yes. everything and it's yes. going to be a process. That's why this is such a great thing. Can I just also throw out there that um, I don't think it's going to happen for Mac Jones. I, I don't I don't think so. I mean, look, it's really early. He's only played in 18 games or whatever. Yeah, no, it's early. Games. It's early. But and I'm not I, saying he's going to be bad. I just don't think. No, I think his ceiling is like he's in that. All of those guys who were in the second tier of quarterbacks, I think of as Ryan Tannehill. They're all Ryan Tannehill, right? <laughs> where it's like he'll like there can be a year where Ryan Tannehill was your quarterback and you would go like twelve and four, and, and he goes to the Pro like, Bowl. Sure, okay, yeah, here yeah. we go. And then they lose in the first round of the playoffs because he can't because he's not that good. Yeah, and he beat all the bad teams, and I feel like Mac Jones is heading the the ceiling to me right now appears to be Ryan Tannehill. Okay. And, and look, and you can live. I was texting out a different friend of mine who's a Steelers fan uh, than the one who called me a monster. And I was saying, like, <laughs> I feel like both of our teams are heading into, predictably, like a decade long doldrum where, like, Malays. you've had this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've had this incredible success because you had this franchise quarterback and, a, and an excellent coach and, like, a good system. And now you're they're going to be like frumping around in the way that these teams frump around and they look at these guys and they bring in veteran guys to back them up and they have to. Oh, God, it's the end of Mac Jones, a rookie contract. Do we do we pay him a ton of money or do we roll? the yeah, guys it's again like, another. No. It's, a, it's that just zone where like and the teams like it's like the teams that are great or have been great are the teams that don't have to do that. It's Patrick Mahomes and Josh yep. Allen, and yep. who knows if it's Tua, but the, it looked like Joe Burrow, although the Bengals sure looked terrible Oof. for the first Oof. two games. But it's like that, th- this whole sport, this whole sport is find the quarterback, and if you don't, you're just always in that middling zone where you're drafting like 14th to 19th every year, and you make the playoffs every other year in the wild card game, and then maybe you even win the wild card game, and then get blown out by the division winner on the road, and <laughs> and it's just that. And like I just, I, I'm never gonna take for granted the fact that I avoided for 20 years. Oh, I avoided yeah. that doldrum, and it's like it's you. It's so few teams that get to avoid that. And the Steelers, the Steelers are basically the St. Louis Cardinals in the way that the the Patriots were the Red Sox or even that you could say the Yankees of the previous decade. Oh yeah. Where like they not only were that good every year, they had, they had a buy every year. They were the conference championship game every year. They won it more often than they didn't. They went to the, they won six Super Bowls. Like it is, it is just a thing I'll never experience again. And I think if I live to be a hundred, I don't think that my, any of my teams will ever have a run like that again. Well, I don't think any team it's possible. No yeah. NFL team will ever have a run like that. Yeah. Cause that's Brady, right? I mean, Brady yeah. was, you know, and, and, and Brady and Belichick in and Belichick. Prime. Yeah. Although yeah, I got to tell you, the longer this goes on, the more it looks, you know, I, like Belichick, Brady. it always looks, it's like so team Brady, team Belichick. And that, 
that all the longer well, this goes yeah, on, but it's, it's also, not fair. It's, it's not, not fair. It's not fair. I always and, thought though it was more Belichick than Brady. I always I th- thought that. I always thought like, and this is the most boring answer that it was 50-50. Like okay. one of them doesn't win as much without the other one, and come vice on, versa. fifty-one forty-nine at least. Come on, man. It's not fifty-fifty. Okay, come on, fifty-one forty-nine. But I'm not going to tell you who is the fifty-one. <laughs> All right, Falcons, Rams, neither one of us cared. Here's how little I cared about the game. I, I don't even know who won. Who won that game? The Rams won the game. Rams won the game. All right, well, yeah. that was a one-point win for uh, – it was a three-point win for you who had the Rams plus nine. Very, It's my home very city. Good. It's a home city, them, I know? guess, yeah, but I don't do that in Charlotte. And uh, I just didn't care, so that, that game meant nothing to me. Uh, Seahawks 49ers um, – Meant nothing to you at all. It was a one-point game for you. You did not care who won. I was a little bit into the Seahawks uh, more. I, the 49ers, I still had a plus five, but I had the Seahawks a plus ten. Thought of them as a potential uh, a potential team, mm. but I got to say, I did watch a little of that game. Nothing about you it. You can't root for Pete Carroll. I'm sorry. No, you just that's can't root for, He's unrootforable. You yeah. cannot root for that guy. <laughs> but it Mina, doesn't matter. But Mina Kimes, I thought for Mina. If right? you're from Seattle, if you're Mina Kimes yeah. and you're from Seattle, fine. But you can't adopt Pete Carroll. It just no. doesn't make any sense. If he leaves, which you know he's seventy, he's older than you think he is. He's in his, he's like late sixties, early seventies. Oh like yeah, that. yeah. If he leaves and they get a different coach and they start over with a new quarterback, they draft a young quarterback or something. I, I, I always liked Seattle before Pete Carroll was there, and I even right. liked him. <laughs> that Legion of Boom year, they were so fun. That defense was yes. so good. They had so many great players. Oh. And uh, and I, lo- I was at the uh, New York Super Bowl. When they dismantled sure. the uh, the Broncos, which was uh, wonderful because I hated Peyton Manning so much, <laughs> and I really enjoyed that. I, I deeply enjoyed that. The you know yes. here here's the secret among these some of these teams like the Steelers for me are going to move up and the Browns are going to move down. A team that's moving down from where they are now for me, the Denver Broncos. Oh Denver yeah, Broncos. I realize. Man, I hate that team. And I know you do because of the Browns. <laughs> but I really, really don't like the Denver Broncos. And now that Russell Wilson is there, I like them even less. And I think that the real reason I don't like them is just John Elway. I just think <laughs> I hate – I've always hated John Elway. I hated him when he, like, held out somehow when he came yes. out of college. Yes. I hated him as a quarterback. I hate it. I hate – the Patriots always play terrible in terribly in uh, in Denver when they went out there. That stupid Champ Bailey uh, pick six that shouldn't have been a pick six because he got chased down and the knock the ball went through the end zone. It was before replay and nobody looked at it and it was definitely <laughs> fumbled through the end zone. The Patriots should have. It was a fourteen point swing. I like there were so many things about that for that franchise that I don't like, and I feel like yeah. next week they're going to move down for me. Yeah, they're as far down as they can be for me. You know, I hate that. I hate them for John Elway. Both of us are, are true John Elway haters. Yeah. Here was here was otherwise we could have had a titanically happy week, except yeah. the Bengals played the Cowboys. Bengals uh, Cowboys. That was a that was a twenty six point game for you, a thirty point game for me. Whoa. Yeah, I had the Bengals at my number three team then. Uh, and the Cowboys is my dead last, as did you. Um, so that's a 30-point loss for me. And here's the thing. So this is, again, as we adjust, it didn't feel like a 30-point loss to me because I really began to not like the Bengals as I was watching that game. Yeah, I'm with you a little bit, although I still I hate the Cowboys so much that yes. them winning anything feels terrible. Oh, yeah, no, it was, so, it, was, it was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. I'm just saying... Look, and this is not Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's wonderful. 
That offensive line is so bad. It might be the worst I've ever seen. I, I yeah. there were there were times that it was just staggering how little he's time now he been had. Burrow's now been sacked like 16 or 18 times in two games it's or something two crazy games it's some ridiculous thing and you know and and the defense is like ugh, I mean they're like kind of boring other than Joe Burrow and and uh Chase yeah. I mean that's kind of like it's you Burrow know, and, and Chase and that's it I mean Mixon looks it. like he's kind of nothing I it they they may be a not a one-year wonder but they may be one of those teams that gets to the Super Bowl as a surprise and then you and then they regress like crazy and like barely yeah. make the playoffs or don't Absolutely. even make the playoffs. Or I, don't I even make the playoffs, happening. yeah. Yeah. All right, Texans Broncos neither of us cared, but you well, you had the Broncos at minus 10 as did I. You you're ready to drop me even lower than minus 10 is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. They might what go were, down. So what, what what were the Texans for me? The Texans were minus 6 for you and minus 8 for me. So yeah. it was kind of a who cares? Texans are Texans stink, man. Get a, get them out of here. What are we doing? Move them somewhere. Move them somewhere that deserves a team. I mean, come on. Move them to at least move them to San Antonio or something cool. That would like, be kind of cool. They were little, yeah. little San Antonio. They just and call them the gunslingers. That would be fun. There you go. All right. Uh, Cardinals Raiders um, was an eighteen point game for me. Uh, and a fourteen point game for you. Yeah, because I really don't like the Raiders. Neither of us like the Raiders. But I had nope. the Cardinals really high, and I had them plus nine. You had them plus five, so that's about. And I got to say, they're kind of annoying to watch, that Cardinals <laughs> team. They're, they're kind of annoying. They they did come back in the game, and it was kind of fun to, to see them come back in that game. But I don't know. That coach is really annoying. And Cliff Kingsbury? It's, yeah. Uh, it's I, like, I, uh, I, I got to say that... Um, the joy of them to me is just Kyler Murray. It's, it's just, all it there is. Were, it's it only just, Kyler it's, Murray. It's abs. It's just pure sandlot football. Like he yes. drops back, he runs around. The stat of the day today was that he ran eighty-five yards on that two-point conversion. Like his his path <laughs> took him eighty-five. He ran eighty-five yards ridiculous. to get two points. That play was absurd. Like it's, it was it's so like, wonderful. It's like Lamar Jackson where you're like, you know, you're not supposed to be able to be this much better than everybody else. These are the right. greatest athletes the world has see, ever seen. And then there's a one guy on the field who's somehow a standard deviation better than everybody yeah. else on the field. It's just wild to see that. And Murray's even weirder than Lamar Jackson because he's so small. You know what I mean? Like he's he's over there, but he like the, it's like the last play of the game. Three. And- <laughs> <laughs> and he's and it's not like he's five three just zipping around like Muggsy Bogues. He's like five three breaking tackles, like throwing tacklers off of him in order to make the big play. I mean, it's it's uh, it's wild. All right, wait, wait, wait. Roberto Osuna. It just came back to me. That's the really. That's the oh, Astros Roberto Osuna. That's the Astros reliever <laughs> who was accused of domestic violence. Yes, yes, not a not a good guy. All right, Bears Packers was a uh, big game for both of us. For different reasons. You have the Packers as your minus 13 team. I don't like um, them. No. And I got to say, I had them at plus two because I'm like, I love Green Bay. I love that they're owned by the fans. I love this. But you know what? Aaron Rodgers alone makes Aaron them Rogers, a minus 10. Just alone. It's like Pete Carroll. It's like there's there's one guy on that team that just spoils the whole team and you can't can you can, Have you ever seen a quarterback who gets so annoyed 
when with everybody else around him. Literally every single play, well, everybody uh, are, else around are, him. Are, arguably Tom Brady. Well, Brady, but Brady, like, <laughs> this is not like, but it's like, with Brady, it's aggressive. It's not passive-aggressive. It's not yeah. like an eye roll and like, oh, I can't believe No, it's this, like crazy you know? competitive monster fire. No, and then he gets in their face and he eyes. yells at them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The guy just shoots fire out of his eyes all the time. But yeah, I but don't, Plus, Rogers, I don't like Tom Brady either, so like, right. that's not, you know. Rodgers Rogers is the most annoying player in the NFL at this point, I think, without question. Oh, I think so. I, I, I can't think of anyone else who's even in his league in terms of how just annoying he is and impossible to root for. You know, it's he's it's bad enough that I don't I will not use State Farm just 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 based on <laughs> that. Actually, that's not even true. I do use State Farm, but but it's uh, those commercials are annoying. Everything about him yeah. is annoying at this point. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this week, this coming week, I am going to Chicago to a game, okay. taking my daughter to a Bears game. The Bears are my team of choice okay. this week, and I got to tell you, I watched them Sunday night and thought to myself. I, I can't root for this team. This isn't going to work? <laughs> I, I am going to have to follow my daughter's lead. She's going to be fired up. It's going to be your first game. Now, She's let me ask you something. 50. You're, you're, so you're on the search for a new team, and I applaud this, and I support you, and, I will, and I'm going to follow you around and, and try, to, try to talk it out with you and everything else. Yes. There's only 17 games in a season, and there's 32 NFL teams. Oh, like, yeah, but there's a bunch of... No, a bunch of teams are out. Before oh, okay. So you're eliminating yeah. 15 teams as like oh, you're never going to be a Cowboys fan. You're never right. going to be a. You're never going to be a. Never going to be a Broncos fan. I'm never going to be a Steelers fan. I'm never going to be a right. Ravens fan. I'm never going to be a Packers fan. I'm. It's like the the problem is not that there are only 17 weeks. The problem is there are not 17 teams that are legitimate contenders. Right. Good call for this. All right. right? So 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 we'll we'll track you in the Bears this week. That'll be fun. We need to do our new rankings. And we yes. just send. We I'll get them to you, and then we'll go over this again next Monday. But now yes. I, let let me propose two things, two adjustments to our already Let's perfect system. Okay. Yes. The first thing is, I think that in addition to ranking all the teams plus sixteen to minus sixteen, we should have some number of bonus points that Ooh. we can assign to to games to we can disperse as we see fit. So you say, let's say for example that the that the um that the uh, Lions or the Chargers, in my case, are playing the um, the Cowboys, okay? Yes. So okay. the Chargers playing the Cowboys. So the Chargers, for me, are a plus 15. The Cowboys are a negative 15. But I feel so, like, f- tortured by the idea that the that – the, uh, I hate the Cowboys so much yes. or I like the Chargers so much or both. I yes. should have, like, some num- – I could add bonus points. I can make either the Cowboys negative 17 or 18 or 19 – or I can make the Chargers plus nineteen or twenty or whatever I want to do. I like this. Okay, but but I have I have a I have a, a an addition to make to this. Okay. Um. All right. But but first I want to ask you the question. So you would do this only after seeing the matchup? Is that correct? Yes. You would do. It's the, not you like would you would do the, this based on the team. You would no. look at the matchup. You look okay. at the matchups. They're they're matchup based bonus points that you can use to goose your happiness if the team wins yes. or mitigate. Or potentially mitigate your happiness if they, or mitigate your sadness if they lose. Right? You could yes. say, you could say, I look. Let's say the Lions are a plus fifteen for me, and the Cowboys are a minus sixteen, and I could go like, "There's no way the Lions are beating the Cowboys in <laughs> Dallas or whatever." I could actually give the Cowboys 
seven bonus points to move them up so that when they yes. inevitably lose or win, sorry, I don't feel as bad about it. You know. Okay, I, mean? I, I love this, but I'm going to throw in something that's only going to complicate this even more. Okay. I say, yes, you can do this. Okay. However, you can only do it with existing points. So in other words, oh, okay. uh-huh. so in other words, you could go, all right, look, I know that the Dolphins are plus seven over the Bears. But you know what? I'm not going to feel seven points of happiness. So, so I'm, I'm taking those seven points. points. Away. I'm pulling points away from this, and I'm going to add it to this. I think it has okay. to be all within the same confines. To make this easier, or maybe more difficult, I'm not sure. <laughs> but I would say, what if we say you can only do it from one game? So you can't pull one point oh. from here, one point from here, one point from here. You can look at a game like that where you're like, if the, Dolph the Dolphins are plus seven, and the you know the the uh, who whatever the Bengals are minus one, but I'm not really going to care if the Bengals beat the Dolphins. So I'm going right. to pull the eight point difference away from. And then that I'm going to add it to only one gonna, game. And I'm going to add it to one other game. Yes, I like it. The, I like okay. it. Okay, so so it's sort of so our it's sort of adopted. our happy game of the week. It's basically well the other thing that I was going to propose, and maybe it's an either or, but I was going to propose that basically you look at the matchups and you say, you know what, there is one game. Where even this point spread that we that I have does not fully encapsulate how important this game is to me, and so you can double down. You can basically Ooh. say so if the, so. Last week, the, let's say that I were still a huge Patriots fan, right? The Patriots are playing the Steelers. Let's say I truly hated the Steelers as much as I said I did, and I truly loved the Pats as much as I said I did. And I was like, this is the only game. If the in other words, if the if the Patriots win this game. Yes, it, it is going to obliterate all the other losses I might. I will I be might so win. happy that and whatever right. happens else is not. And important. if they lose, all my other teams could win, and it won't make up for it. So you double yes. down, and you get two x the number of <laughs> spread points for that game. Well, I think we can only do one or the other. I think I, I don't think agree. you want. It, I don't think because it makes it too complicated. So we the double down is cleaner. Yeah, and I think you have to have a double down game every week. Okay, right? You I have think to you do have it. one You're compelled right. to do it. You're compelled to do a double-down game. You, you might go, look, none of these games is going to make me, you know, happy enough to wreck everything else. So I'll double down on this game. I, this, You know what? Well, I see, kinda... No, but this is – hold on a second. This is what I would say if we're compelled to do it. I would say that the double-down game has to – be at least like a six point spread or something. Cause I don't think, cause we don't want, oh, yeah, yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah, you, yeah. we would no, cheat, right? You would just, you would just say like, Oh, I'll pick a game with a two point spread and I'll double down. No, 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 no. I, no, it's in got, fact, I think, I think like your double down should, spread. I think it should be 10 at least. Yeah. yeah. I think it should be a 10 point spread and you have to pick one. So you have to go like, you know, and that'll be kind of fun. And it will also, we'll learn more about ourselves and what we care because we might have a game that's like a 19 point and I'm going, I don't feel like that one will double down. I'd rather double down on this 10-point game. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, it's always I care more be, about this. It's always going to be probably rooting against one of your three lowest or four lowest teams or for one of your four highest teams, right? It'll, like definitely, it's be, it'll definitely be one of those, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't imagine a plus seven and a minus two, you would care to double it down. Well, like, let's say, I mean, let, let's say the Chargers moved up to number one this week for you. Which they probably won't. But let's say they did. And the Chargers were a plus 16. And they were playing a plus three, whoever that is for you. Right. I don't even know who that is. But like a team that you're like, eh, whatever, the Colts right. or whatever, I don't care. Yeah, you'll double down. You're like, I will be way happier yeah. if they win this game than 13 points. That that is not reflect my happiness. You know when this is going to really 
kick in is in the is when it's like almost playoff time and you're because you're because we're gonna have to factor in like teams that could knock other teams out with a win or whatever like that it's gonna get real dicey when we're in december i'm so excited for this okay so to to clarify we're gonna do this again yes we're gonna set our matchups we're gonna or set friday. our points you will you will see it friday, friday on yep joepozmanski.com and one game for each of us is a double down game in which the value of the point spread either way will be doubled upon completion of the game. And That's right. that will do that. So, and the, and the idea here is we have to act in good faith. It has to be at least a 10 point spread. That's and right. It ha- and it has to truly be the game where you look at it and you think like, you know what? It's always going to be the, it's again, it's always going to be rooting against the Cowboys in all likelihood, but it's like if the Cowboys <laughs> yes. beat the whoever even like the saints or something or like the buccaneers i'm going to be so miserable it's going to yes. annoy me so much that i got to put my double down on this i'm uh, i'm going to make a prediction that your double down game certainly in the next two or three weeks one of your double down games will be the cleveland browns yeah i'll bet you i right. think the, i think the cleveland yeah. browns will be a double well, down game it'll for you de- apps, I, I will without even seeing what hap- what's going on with the schedule is i will tell you right now my double down game is against the Browns the day Deshaun Watson comes back without question. In fact, I'll I will triple down that. I'll blind. I'll triple down on that game right now because I will never. I all year I will not be rooting as hard for a team to lose than the Browns the day and, Deshaun Watson. And comes you know back. he's coming back against the Texans. I mean that will be the of most. Course. That will be the most Texan. Only the NFL could turn it into an event, right? They'll come like, back against like... the Texans and they will have had seven quarterback injuries and they'll bring Matt Schaub out of retirement to start. <laughs> Oh, this is such a good system. It's this, so good. This system rules. This is the best thing we've ever done. I don't care if anyone likes this or doesn't like it. I'm telling you right now, this is the best thing we've ever done, and I love it. I love it so much. All right, time for one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. It's one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. We talk about sports and we draft things we know. Like how beaches are terrible places to go. No hot fruit for Michael, no Diet Coke for Joe. The podcast won't. It's one last won't. And uh, why don't you go first? I have exactly, I've counted four people in my life and i won't name who they are for security reasons okay. to whom i still write checks checks uh, there's only there's only four and i and there are four people who receive a check for me a paper check <laughs> that i write by hand and i'm very grateful for these four people because i feel like when i last when i write my last check that will be truly the end of an era yes like it'll be like oh that's sad i don't write checks anymore but I, there are four four situations in my life where I write people the check and I had to do it today and I was really happy to do it. That's it. <laughs> you, you wrote a check today and you I felt did. great about it. I felt great. When is the last time you wrote a letter that you mailed to somebody? Uh, it's a good question. I, uh, not, this is a, it's going to sound self aggrandizing and I apologize, but from time to time, I receive some kind of fan mail or something of someone who writes to me at my office yes. at Universal and and says that they liked a thing or asked me to sign a photograph, usually of Moe's, 
And, uh, <laughs> and I, when I can, I don't always get them because I'm rarely in that office. But when I get them, I try to write people back. Very nice. And, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Th- but so, that's more. I've, I've, I, I sort of meant like, hey, I'm just going to write somebody a letter. Oh, it's been years. Years and years. years and years. I don't yeah. even remember. Yeah. All right. So my one last meeting of this thing is uh, yesterday, um, my wife and I were out and we were in the car driving a place and I, I for some reason, we, be- oh, I, I know exactly why it is. In fact, you know why it is. We started to discussing um, what is the best candy bar? What is the okay. best candy bar? As, as, as you will when you've been married for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the reason was because we were in a Best Buy and you know this. And we uh, saw the M and M's now have a mixed uh, bag, yes. a bag of mixed M and M's. I sent you uh, a photo of it where they have peanut M and M's, regular M and M's, and peanut butter M and M's all in the same pouch. Which, which I think is a huge mistake. It's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Uh, yeah. No reason for it. Nobody likes all three of those equally. No. So so why wouldn't you you would just get the one you like like why would you want like it's t- terrible and also the, and this is the key when you're eating a flavor of them you just want that flavor over and over again you That's don't right. want to mix and match <laughs> you like, don't want variety nobody like nobody eats a Lay's potato chip and then a Cool Ranch Dorito and then a Frito and then a Lay's <laughs> potato chip and the, you know what I mean like if you're you're making a snack choice that's your choice like you don't want the variety is is terrible. That it's, uh, it's a, it's it hurt it harms the process of consuming the junk food. Stop it, M and M's. Just stop it. Just yeah. give us our M and M's. That's all we want. That snack pack is a negative sixteen for me. <laughs> negative sixteen. So we were discussing with the best M M&M, the best candy bar, and my wife was saying I like almond joys, uh, which is okay. which is not, I don't think a great bar, but that's okay. I like it's them. Her, it's, they're fine. And she goes, wait, I, I like the one that has nuts, and. Um, we both started singing the Almond Joy Mound song. Of course. Uh, because that's the only way you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Almond Joy's got nuts, Mounds, mounds don't. don't. That's how right. that's how the song goes. And we and we figured that through the years, this is how every single person is determined which one. Until we realized that Almond Joy has the word almond in it. Correct. This has got to be the greatest bit of advertising in the history. Like... Like I am, I am convinced. My favorite thing about like those infomercials, like about Snuggies or whatever, is you create a problem that doesn't exist. Like I can't, I, I, I wear a blanket, I can't use my hands, and then you, you develop a product. Right. There was no confusion. Almond Joy has almond in the title. Mm-hmm. Mounds does not have a nut in the title. Right. You know which one has the nut, and they were like, no, no, we are creating a a whole song. To like clarify something that didn't need clarifying at all, and all of us fell for it. Every single one of us fell for it. Yep. I still. We, we sing all memorize the song and we, <laughs> we all sing the song. Yeah, no, it's great advertising. It really is. It's truly great it's advertising. Good on you, Almond Joy people. You you really you got us. You totally got us. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's it. All right. Check out JoePoznanski.com on Friday. Mike and I will will uh, have our uh, most up-to-date football happiness scale rankings, including the double-down game of the week, which is right. huge. You know, DraftKings has to jump in on this double-down yes, game of the week. Yes, we, we gotta get them. We <laughs> Somehow, I don't know anything about sports betting. You don't either. Me but either. somehow, 
they have to figure out a way to monetize this and <laughs> and l- allow people to bet on it or something. Something's got to happen here because this is this system is too exciting and too fun to ignore. It's too exciting and fun. So check us out, Mike. As always, thank you. Thanks for having me. Pause cast. Pause cast.